Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Turn with us tonight to 2 Timothy chapter number 4. 2 Timothy chapter number 4. We're going to use this scripture for us all tonight. I realize in context that um, the Apostle Paul was writing this to Timothy. This is often, well, this is the scripture that we use when we ordain a, a, a person to be a pastor. Uh, but uh, he's given me a kind of a different direction with this, and I want to try to share that tonight. Second uh, Timothy chapter number 4, beginning at verse number 1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust. Shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Father, thank you for your word. We pray that you would, Lord, add your blessings to it. We're incapable, Father, of doing anything on our own. We simply pray that the message be clear and that you give it. We're trusting you in this and the unction for it. We pray the Holy Spirit have its way in the Word of God free course. We trust you as we ask it, believing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, Sunday we shared a a thought from uh, the Word of God, and, and I think it... David titled it Push. I I mentioned that in the message, Pray Until Something Happens. And as I was uh, praying through that message last week and and actually the week before, as God was uh, touching my heart with the thought, uh, he gave me an additional thought with it. And I want to share that tonight and appreciate uh, the unction of the Spirit of God to do so. And I want to use that same acronym, Push, tonight, but I want to share with you a different subject. It's absolutely necessary that we pray. And uh, if if you were going to preach uh, these two messages, you must start with prayer. Uh, I'm with uh, the old saint of God who said, uh, we can do all things when we pray, but we can't do anything till we've prayed. Now, I, I actually believe that. I, I pray over the silliest of things some would think. Uh, pray over small things, pray over big things. I just pray over about everything. And you know what? God hears all of them. And he's able to answer prayer. And I certainly believe that prayer ought to be something we persevere in. And as the message was on Sunday, we need to keep praying. 
We need to pray until something happens. And I believe that's the direction from our Lord on the topic. But not only do we need to pray, but we also need to do. There needs to be something that happens when we pray. We need to recognize our personal responsibilities and those duties that God has asked and laid upon us as the people of God, those that believe in Him. And friend, I can tell you that the Word of God, is just, it's got as many do's in it as it does don't. And, and people worried about how coming to, to know Christ, they worry about being saved or, or being born again, thinking that they'll never be able to not to do the don'ts. But I figured out if you'll concentrate on doing the do's, you'll not have time to do the don'ts. Hey, if you'll just worry about what it is he's called you to do, amen, you ain't going to have time to get into too many of the don'ts, amen, and your focus is in the right place. Now, we ought to pray, and I believe that, and I believe, friend, with all of my heart that we're going to get to heaven, not because I do something, not because of my works, not because of my good deeds, because in the sight of God, they're all as filthy rags. But I'll tell you this, the commander-in-chief has given me a responsibility. He's called me into this good army as a soldier for him and he has required of me to fight. He's given me many a responsibility. He shared with me and I read in your hearing a great number of things. Friend, that when you think about them, there are a great number of things that we must do. Not just the men of God, but all men and women of faith, believers in Jesus Christ. We have a work to do. And friend, if you've prayed through, I believe he's given you a work to do. You say, well, what does... (laughs) What does that mean to us? Well, we need to not only pray until something happens, but we need to press until something happens. I believe many of us are praying today, and I appreciate that. I've already spoke my heart. I'm, I, am, I am indebted forever for those that are praying as they are, and I believe it's making a difference in our church and in me, and I appreciate that hope pray as Emily's already said, I hope it's changing you. I hope it's drawing you into a closer relationship with him who matters most. I hope it's causing you to lay aside some of the weight and the sin that does so easily beset you and to take up your course and to finish it, to run it with patience, believing in him who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Listen, I believe there's work to be done too, though. I believe we need to pray, but we also need to do. Now, I want to say this before I begin again tonight, or as I begin, I want to say this. There are churches out there today, and they're quite popular. They're filling them up on every hand. Uh, they'll give you coffee when you come in, and when you get there, they've got some of the finest music you'll ever hear, and some of the greatest talent that's up there singing. They can put on quite a show. It's an entertainment, my friend, that, that probably is exceeded by very few. And we also find that they'll present to you a, a little sermonette, uh, something that's sounds like the gospel, something that may, uh, friend, tickle your ears just a little bit, but it'll for sure pat you on the back, and friend, it'll encourage you to do better. May I say today, that ain't done by spirit power, that's done by man power. I'll tell you right now, you can do some things by man power, and you can fill up a church with man power, and you can uh, fake the spirit with man power, uh, you can create an emotionalism through good singing, uh, you can touch the heart springs of a soul, friend, but you can't change one without spirit power. Now, I want as many
many people as God will send in here. And I pray that he does and that he'll strengthen and grow us and brother help us. But mark my words today. I ain't looking for a number. I'm looking for a power that comes from God and ain't of man. What we need today is spirit power, not man power. Now, I said all that to say what I'm fixing to say next. We've got some stuff we need to be doing. And I believe we've been lax about doing a great number of it. And I'm not going to specifically talk about the things to do. You say, preacher, just tell me what to do. I don't have to. The Word of God already has. Amen. It's full of what we're supposed to do. I guarantee you this, mark it. If you'll pick up the Word of God and if you'll pray, I bet you about every page you turn to, there'll be something to do there. There'll be something that'll strike your heart. There'll be something that'll awaken you. There'll be something that'll touch your conscience. There'll be something that'll dig into you and it'll say, hey, you ain't done very good at that right there. Hey, you could do better at that. Hey, if you just pay attention to what the Word of God says, there's some things that we need to do. Now, I can't do your job and you can't do my job, but listen, we need to be doing a job and doing it for him, making a difference for the Lord. I want you to know when you pray until something happens, brother, then you need to press till something happens. We've got work to do. Why, if all it had to do was uh, just to pray and there wasn't no doing required, Friend, it wouldn't anything get done. See, we can sit in our corners and we could pray all day long, but until we get up and put a hand to something, amen, it ain't going to happen. There's a lot of it that God's waiting on us to do our part. He's waiting on us to get out and about of the business that he has called us to do. And friend, we need to press into this good work that he has given to us to do. We need to make full proof of our ministries. We need to do the work of the evangelist. We need to do the things that he has called us to do, friend, with all of our heart. We needn't give up. We need to press into it until something happens. Prayer is necessary. And I'll tell you right now, we can't do anything till we've prayed. But just as important as what happens after prayer, what are we doing? What are we doing? Let me read to you from the Word of God. I'm just going to read these quickly. I jotted them down as the Holy Spirit gave them to me. John chapter number 9, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me. Uh, I'd say if there's any good example, right there it is. The Lord Jesus himself, when he came to the earth, you realize he is on a mission. Amen. I Now he prayed. Amen. <laughs> I like reading about when Jesus went to prayer, don't you? Amen. Often he'd go out alone of an evening, and sometimes they wouldn't see him till the next morning. Amen. He'd roll in there. I don't know if you ever got any sleep, but I know this. He'd been talking to God. And brother, when he showed up that next morning, he was on a mission. He was going somewhere. He was doing something. Brother, there is work to do. And Jesus said, I must do the works of him that sent me. Now that's an example for all of us, friend, that we have got some work to do. Listen, we can play church all day long. What we need is the Holy Ghost power that is blowing the wind in our sails and pushing us across this good thing that helps somebody else know Jesus today. We got work to do. And we're going to need to press until something happens. Amen. Too many of us are giving up before we ever see it happen. Amen. We lay down and we give up. We say, well, ain't no use. I've knocked on that door once, but ain't nobody come to it. 
Amen. I believe we ought to continue. We ought to try again. We ought to see what the Word of God says about it. We ought to be persistent and persevering when it comes to doing the things of God. And brother, I'll tell you right now, if it feels like ain't nobody listening, if it feels like there ain't nothing happening, you just press until something does happen and keep praying. Brother, you've got the Spirit of God on your side tonight. Let me read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 58. He said, he said, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable. What did he say next? He said, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. May I say tonight that we've got work to do. Listen, it ain't a works-based salvation. I'm grateful for that. And I've already established that point. I ain't preaching to you that this work is going to get you into heaven. Amen. I won't ever say that. This work can't get you into heaven. There ain't any work that'll get you into heaven except the work done on the cross of Calvary through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only thing. And believing in that, that'll get you to heaven. But brother, when you do get saved, he didn't save you to sit on a bench. He didn't save you to sit back and watch somebody else. He saved you and he gave you a work to do today and we need to press until something happens we need to press until something happens Jesus would say this from the cross John 17 he said I have glorified thee on the earth I have finished the work which thou gavest me (laughs) my goodness Jesus did it you know the Bible said he said "I, I, I haven't missed a thing Everything you've told me to do, he said, I did every bit of it <laughs> to the very jot and the tittle. He said, not one thing has been overlooked. From Calvary's tree, the Lord was able to say, I have finished it. Amen. It is finished. What was finished? His work. His work. You see, he had work to do. I'm not sure if you've excused yourself for work, but brother, the Lord who brought us into this good thing, he had work to do. And I'm quite certain that that means you and I have got a little to do as well. And we need to press in the work until we see something happen. There's a work to be done. Jesus had work to do. And he did the Apostle Paul had work to do, and he did it. I read it to you in Second Timothy chapter 4. He said, I fought a good fight. Huh? I don't know about you, but I'd like to, I'd like to get the end and be able to say I fought a decent fight. I don't know how good it was been. I don't know whether I've accomplished much at all. But I'll tell you right now, my heart is to do the work of God. Amen. Amen. I'm like the sister here. My, I stay in prayer about that thing. I want to please God. I'll tell you right now, the faith of Abraham pleased God. The faith of Abraham is what was imputed unto him as righteousness. But brother Abraham, once he believed, he got up and he followed God. He did the work. God told him, as he called him out of the land of the earth, the Chaldees, and he said, I'm going to give you a land. (laughs) Uh, And he said, your seed's going to be as the sand of the sea and as the stars in the sky are innumerable. He said, so shall they be. I want you to know, but Abraham would have got nothing if he hadn't got his stuff and took out after God and done what God told him to do. Amen. Abraham believed God, yes. Abraham was a man of prayer, yes. But I'll tell you right now, Abraham also did what God told him to do. 
and he pressed until something happened. You say, really? Yeah. God asked old Abraham one day, told him, didn't ask him. He said, take your only son Isaac. He said, up on the mountain, he said, offer him unto me as a sacrifice. Now, I guarantee you, Abraham doing some praying about that business. But I'll tell you what he is also doing. He was doing what God told him to do. The Bible said the very next morning, he got the lad, he got the wood, he got the fire, he got the knife. And they and some servants headed off to Mount Moriah. When they got there, the Bible said, he told them servants, he said, you stay here while me and the lad go yonder and worship. And he said, we will come again unto you. Now, I don't know how, that's Abraham's faith. There ain't no doubt about that. But I'll tell you right now, Abraham's faith would have been nothing without his works. And that's what Paul was trying to get him to understand. Faith without works. It's dead, son. It's dead. You know what that means? It means you've got to do something. You've got to do what your faith has empowered you to do. And I ain't talking about brute force strength. I'm not talking about manpower here. I'm not talking about us lining up and showing how strong we are. I'm talking about trusting God and letting the Holy Ghost of God empower us to do the good work God's called us to do. We need to press until something happens. We need to stay with it. Abraham didn't know. But what Paul tells us in the 11th chapter of Hebrews that Abraham believed that even if God did take his life that God could raise him from the dead. So Abraham did the work. Abraham did the work. Abraham climbed the mountain. Amen. Good night. Help me, Jesus. Abraham climbed the mountain. And on the way up there, Isaac said, Father, he said, we've got the wood and we've got the fire. He said... He said, but we forgot something. He said, where's a sacrifice? Amen. Abraham was doing the work of God. Now, he might not have understood it. He might not have known what was going to happen. He may not have had any idea what the outcome was. You hear what I'm saying? You may not know why God's got you doing what you're doing. You may not understand why he's built you and made you for what it is and the place where he has put you and the place where he's asking you to bloom and the work that he's asking you to do. But I'll tell you right now, if he's asked you to do it, he's equipped you to do it. And it ain't manpower. It's Holy Ghost power that lives inside of you. You just need to press until something happens. Abraham told him, he said, son, God will provide himself a lamb. He got up, he did the work, you see. He got up on the mountain, took old Isaac, who was a grown man, grown boy, bound him to that altar. Boy, it says a lot about Isaac, doesn't it? Isaac's a picture of Christ. I, I don't want to chase this rabbit, but boy, it's good, ain't it? Isaac's a picture of Christ. He probably could have took his old man. Huh? His old man was, was, was a hundred when he had him. He could have took him. I'm, I'm, but you know what he did? He laid himself down. He said, I'll be the sacrifice. Yeah. That reminds you anybody yeah. who did that for their father because he asked him to. <laughs> oh, Lord. He did the work, though. Abraham did the work. He, he went as far as to bind him up. He went as far to build the altar, put him on it. And the Bible said he took, drew back that night. I believe Abraham, God help me, to do the work. 
You see, do what he said do. And quit worrying about the outcome. Quit worrying about how God's going to do this or God's going to do that. Quit trying to be God and just do what God said to do. Press until you see something happen. Oh, Abraham just kept pressing. And right before he was to bring that knife down upon his only son, the Bible said God called to him. He said, stay thy hand, Abraham. He said, Abram, Abram. He said, stay your hand. He said, for I now know that you'll not withhold anything from me. And he said, behold, the ram that is caught in the thicket. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, you'll never go wrong doing the work. Huh? You say, well, preacher, it ain't about work. I beg your pardon. If your faith ain't got works that are connected to it, your faith ain't no count. If what you've got in your belief in the Lord Jesus Christ has not has not called you into something greater, what he said, I've already quoted it tonight, that according to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, the Bible said that the love of God constraineth us. Amen. Oh, how glad that I am that my faith in Jesus Christ has not produced a dead works, but my faith in him has produced a live works, something in me, brother, that makes me want to do the work of God. I love what he said in Romans chapter number 8, verse number 1. He said, there is therefore now no more condemnation to them who walk not after what? The flesh, but walk after the Spirit of God. You say, preacher, how in the world am I supposed to do this work of God, this holy work, this, this sanctioned work, this ordained work? How am I supposed to do it? Friend, if you ain't got the Holy Ghost of God, you can't do it. But if you've got it, Brother, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do the work. You just ain't trying. You just ain't pressing. You've just give up. You've just stopped knocking. You've stopped asking. You've stopped seeking. You've stopped doing the work. But I believe we need to press into the work. Boy, it's got bigger than I thought it was. But let me give you two things. That's what I want to leave with you tonight. I believe there's an importance for us to press until something happens personally. And I want to start with the personal portion. Um, there was a woman that came to Jesus one day that had an issue of blood. The Bible said for 12 years she'd spent all she had. You remember the story. And she got no better. As a matter of fact, she got worse. I believe when she finally met Jesus, she was on her last days. I believe she, her strength was all gone. I believe the blood had all but dried up in her. And she had but very little even to do with. And yet what we find is that it's that day she heard about Jesus. Now, you say what produced that, that desire, that pressing toward him? It was faith. Amen. Faith produces works. And the works are of God if the faith is of God. Amen. That's what is produced by it. And here we find that this woman having heard that Jesus is coming through, she said to herself, she said, oh, if I touch the hem of his garment, she said, I know I'll be made whole. You say, preacher, that ain't much work. I'll tell you right now, for a woman in her condition, it was. Amen. She looked at that crowd. I can't imagine how deep it was with people in my mind. There's about 20 of them deep and they was as far as the eye could see lining the roads on both sides as Jesus and the disciples were coming up 
the middle. But here was this gal. Amen. She was on her last last breath. Amen. She had done done everything she could, but she wasn't giving up. Hey, there's people out here today that need to know. They don't need to give up on God. They need to keep believing and keep doing. Press until something happens for you. Don't quit. This woman, if she had quit, huh? I guarantee you she felt like quitting. Huh? Absolutely. I guarantee you she felt like sitting down. I'd say she felt like just falling over. And yet what she said, she said, if I can just get to him. She said, he don't even have to know I'm there. If I'm just, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, she said, I know. She said, I know I'll be made whole. I'll tell you right now, you say, what encourages you, preacher, to keep doing the work of God? Because I know, I know, friend, that if I can just keep touching him, everything that I need is in Jesus. Everything that I desire, it's in him. And I'll tell you right now, the Bible said she had an obstacle to overcome. She looked at that great big old crowd. Amen. The press was thronging him on every side. They couldn't hardly, you couldn't hardly see what was going on for the ant, people like ants are going everywhere. And yet this woman, here she goes without, with very little strength. She's pressing. She's pushing. She's pulling herself through that crowd. Her head low, just enough to keep her eyes on him. He's coming. She gets nearer. And I'm telling you right now, you just need to keep pressing until you get to Jesus. Don't stop the work. Do the work until something happens. About the time she made it to the edge of that crowd. About the time she got right to the place where Jesus would intersect. There she she fell and stuck her hand out. I don't believe she is even through the crowd yet. I believe her little bony hand stuck out through that. And as he went by, her hand just touched the hem of his garment. Oh, thanks be to God. If you'll just lay in there, friend, there's good news for you. I want you to know right now what the word of God said was be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that you labor is not in vain. You say, how come? Because he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What you need to do is keep pressing, keep going, keep working for God until something happens. Keep doing what he's called you to do. Old Zacchaeus, he is kind of like her, ostracized, Hated by all of his countrymen, a despised individual, a tax collector for Israel, but a Jew by nation. And yet he heard one day Jesus was coming by. You say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about a personal need for us to press for the mark. That's what Paul said, wasn't it? He said, I press for the mark of the high calling in God in Christ Jesus. He said, knowing that I have not yet attained. He said, but forgetting those things that are behind. He said, I am looking forward. I am looking out there. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep obeying God. And I'm going to do it until something happens. I'll tell you ultimately what's going to happen. There's going to be a day come that my work on this earth will be ended. Amen. My day is going to sunset one day and prim the Holy Ghost of God. And amen. Whoever accompanies
beneath him are going to come and get me and my work will be done. I won't have to do anything else, amen, on this earth, but my faith will finally be reality. My hope will be eternity. And brother, I will have made it. You need to press until something happens. He pressed. The Bible said he's a short man. He went on out there. I don't know about you, but you ever seen short people? They jump up sometimes and try to. He didn't have no ladders. There wasn't no hills. The Bible said he spied him a sycamore tree. And there's limbs low enough. Amen. Roger, I believe you could have reached him. And old Zacchaeus, he grabbed one of them limbs and he started climbing up. He got up a limb or two to where he could see over the crowd. Amen. He'd, he'd overcome the obstacle, you see, that had stood between him and seeing something happen. You know what would have happened if he had never climbed that sycamore tree? He'd have never met Jesus. He'd have missed him. You better press until something happens. You better not give up. Before you've met the man, you better not stop until what he's called you to do has been accomplished. You need to lay in there and keep doing the good work of God because, brother, in the end, it will pay. There's a need for personal pressing. Now, I believe every one of us can take a little dose of this. Right? Every one of us can take a little hit of this right here because it'll help us. There is a personal part of our lives that we need to commit unto God to do the work of God. Yeah. You say, preacher, you're asking too much of me. That means I'd have to quit this or stop that or exchange. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. Let me tell you something. Them other things that are messing you up, they won't, they won't matter not a hoot in eternity. Right. Amen. Whatever it is you think is more important than the work of God in your life, they won't matter when you get to heaven. You will not hear him say, I'm tickled to death you did all that other stuff instead of obeyed me. No, you ain't going to hear that. I suggest you press into the work that you've been given to do and you do it until something happens. The Bible said, I got hurt. The Bible said, when old Jacob had got to the end of himself, he split up his family. And the Bible said, he told him, he said, I'm going back to Bethel. Let me tell you something. When you make up your mind to start doing what God's called you to do, amen, that was his problem to start with. He'd been to Bethel before. He'd saw the work of God. He'd saw the ladder going and the angels going up and the angels coming down. If he'd had any sense, he'd have stayed there and got what God would promise him if he'd have just got it right then. But he didn't. He ran off and he did his own thing. He did his own thing. But now he's tired of his own thing. Amen. His own thing hadn't got him anywhere. God blessed him in spite of it, but old Jacob was still a mess. Jacob was still Jacob, and that was the problem. Jacob needed to die, and somebody else needed to live through that man, and that's what God did that night. Jacob went to the mountain and went up to Bethel. The Bible said there he wrestled. (laughs) There he wrestled with the angel of the Lord. I know who it was. (laughs) Amen. I'm absolutely convinced that's a theophany. That's That's Christ incarnate. That's a picture of him. You say Christ incarnate. Yeah, same, same man that was in the fire with them three old boys. It was Christ incarnate. 
Right? That's Christ coming before Christ would be born of the virgin. He was still out and about. I believe he wrestled old Jacob that night. And the Bible said at about daybreak, he said to him, he said, turn me loose. He said, for the day's breaking, he said, turn me loose. And old, old Jacob had finally figured out that to have anything in this world, you're going to have to press for it. He said, I ain't going to turn you loose. I ain't letting go. No. He said, I've let go of you too many times. I've turned loose. <laughs> you hear this? I said, I've turned loose of you too many times in my life. I've went the other direction when I should have held on to you. When I should have stayed, I've gone. And he said, I ain't a turning you loose today. I ain't a letting you go until you bless me. Amen. He blessed him all right. He blessed him all right. First thing he does was crippled him. You say, Lord Jesus, I don't want to be crippled. I'll tell you right now, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to make me a new creature in Christ Jesus, that's who I want to be. I want to be that man he's called me to be. And who he called Jacob to be was a man with a limp for the rest of his life. And he told old Jacob, he said, today, your name is no longer Jacob. He said, but I'm going to give you a new name today because I'm going to change you today. I'm going to bless you today. Jacob pressed until something happened. And God changed his name. When he come off Bethel, he wasn't Jacob no more. He was Israel. Israel. So there's a need for a personal, a personal push. A personal need for us to press into the work that God's given us until something happens. And that something will be either him telling you, all right, that's accomplished, now I want you to do this. Or that's done, now I want you to do that. You need to stick to it and stay with it. Keep the... What, what Paul said was, he said, I have finished my course. Right? Quit, quit trying to do my work. Quit trying to do her work. And just do your work. And do it personally until something happens. But we also need to do it for somebody else. And I'll close with this. To press until something happens, not just personally, but we need to press until something happens for somebody else. I'll tell you the best best story I ever read of was some four old boys that had that their good friend, amen. He was he couldn't move. And them four boys heard Jesus was down at this up this house. Right? And the Bible said, I believe it's in the book of Mark, the Bible said that Jesus was in the house, and the house was so full, you couldn't even get get another another person in the house. The Bible said these four men, they was carrying their buddy. Amen. They each had a corner and they was doing the work. You say, what was they doing, preacher? They're getting him to Jesus. I'll tell you right now, the most worthy investment you'll ever make on this earth for Christ is getting somebody to Jesus. What he said to them in the book of Matthew was to go into the highways and the hedges and to compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Amen. Every one of us have been given that commission to do, a work to do, a pressing to do, and that is to go into this world and to compel them, those that we're able to... Amen. Those that we're able, amen, those that we can get, we need to grab them by the corner and we need to carry them to the house where Jesus is. And brother, if you can't get in the door, don't you let that stop you. You keep pressing until something happens. That's right. He ain't a bit scared either. He might be a preacher one day. They got to the house and they couldn't get in. 
Right? Most of us, sorry, Baptists would say, well, well, you tried. We'd have probably left him there. I'm hungry. I'll be back. No. No. They found something about that roof that was appealing because they began to dig on that roof. And one of them said, hey, I believe we can get through this thing. Hey, I done figured out. I found a spot right here. We just need to keep trying, fellas. We might not be able to get through the door, but I think we can get through the roof. Hey, man, one of you got some rope? Yeah, I got a little rope here. He said, let's tie him up. Hey, man, let's tie this little bed up. He said, when I get this roof off, we all four are going to lower him down in there. And he said, my intent is drop him right on Jesus' head. I'm not going to quit until my buddy gets to see Jesus. You see, we not only have a responsibility to press, do the work personally, but we have a responsibility to do the work for others. Because God has called me not only to love him with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, but he has called me to love my neighbor. And so we need to press until something happens. That's what these fellows did. They pressed until something happened. And they were able to get there friend to Jesus now there's all kinds of examples in the word of God about this this very thing but you understand the concept right right there's so many other things that could preach (laughs) oh goodness but it just goes to prove that some of us are giving up too early right not only are we not praying enough right We're, we're quitting prayer before we actually see something happen But when we've prayed and we've been consistent, persevering in that prayer, then we need to continue doing the work. James would say it like this. He said, he said it's more important that we be a doer of the word than just a hearer. Right, it's, it's, we need to hear it. There's no question about it. But listen, he said, if, if all you do is hear it and you don't do it, he said, you're like a man beholding his face in a, in a glass who, who immediately goes out and before he knows it, he forgets what he looks like. And the reason that you forget that, the reason that you lose step that way, the reason that you're not able to keep pressing until you see it happen, is because you, like that man, are not a doer. You're just a hearer. It don't help anybody to be just a hearer. We've got to be doers. These old boys probably could have been told ten different reasons why their buddy ain't going to get into Jesus. Right? Sorry, not today. Hang around. He'll come out at some point. Mm-mm. They kept pressing until something happened. They lowered him down from the roof. And, you know, Jesus, <laughs> right, there's building materials falling all around him. Right? But they didn't catch everything. There's parts of that roof that was just kind of falling on the floor. They're all looking up. Jesus just waited. He didn't stop them. He didn't say, hang on, hang on. Hey, you bunch clear out so that he can come in the door. Uh-uh. No, nope. he just said, 
I like it when they press. I like it when they won't give up. I like it when they won't stop. He just waited until they had done all they could do. And that was to finally lower that fellow right down in front of Jesus. Ultimately, that, that fella was told by the Lord uh, other things, but, but ultimately he was told, take your bed up and walk. So your faith's made you whole. Yeah. Amen. Faith, your buddies got you here, though. Because they pushed. Not only had they pushed in prayer, but they had pressed. They had done the work. And it was hard work. And there were obstacles to the work. There were things that they would encounter they didn't expect, but they did not quit. They kept pressing, kept trying, and ultimately something happened. And their buddy walked out of that place just as stout as they were. We have a responsibility to do the work personally, but we also have a responsibility to do the work for others. Right? Think about all the scriptures in the Bible where Things were done for others, not themselves. Come get a song if you would. We need to push. There's, there's some things in your life and in mine. And, and by the way, if you don't have some of those things, it's because you've not prayed until something happened. Because often when we truly pray until something happens, what happens is, is you receive a burden. You receive from God clear direction because you have prayed until you got it. And having received that direction, you now know what to do. And so then we need to do it until something happens. We need to push until we see it happen. Some of you have got hopes and prayers and things that you've asked of God. But unfortunately, you've, you've stopped doing anything. Nothing helped last week. Nothing worked last week. It's the wrong mindset. It's the wrong mindset. Therefore, my beloved brethren, hear me now. I'm going to say it again. It's the third time I've quoted this one. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and unmovable. Doing what? Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? Because you know that your labor is not in vain. Because if you keep praying, you keep pressing. Here's what I will guarantee you. Something will happen. As we stand and sing... Maybe you're here today and you need to pray. Maybe your heart ain't right with God. Maybe you need to press into this old altar for a little while until something happens for you personally. Whatever it is, you're invited to come. Whatever it is you're pressing in, whatever it is that you're working in that maybe ain't working out. Maybe you just need encouragement today and maybe you need to pray about that. The altar's open. Would you come? Would you come? Go ahead and sing.